Welcome to this, the 42nd Chicago International Film Festival Summer Gala. And of course, the Lifetime Achievement Award tribute to Steven Spielberg. I'm Bill Curtis. I will be your host for this evening's festivities. Now. Welcome to another episode of No Stones. I'm Michael Kutz of the founder of the Chicago National Film Festival. And behind the camera is Gino Suarez. Are you back there? Yep, I'm here. Cool. <laughs> the one time I don't say hi. <laughs> So in the book, notice Spielberg and Tom Cruise are on the cover, and inside is a great photo. I sort of want to explain how something like this happens, and how difficult it really is to do. So how else would you begin a tribute to Steven Spielberg? Behind the scenes, you might, you might enjoy that. So I've always wanted to honor Spielberg. He's a genius from, from his Jurassic Parks to his Schindler's List and all the way back to his, his earliest films. So how do you get Steven Spielberg to, to come to Chicago? So I call my mentor, who I dedicated the book to, by the way, Paula Wagner. Paula Wagner had just finished producing two films, executive producer with Spielberg, War of the Worlds and uh, oh God, one of the Tom Cruise. Oh gosh, sorry, I lost the name of it. Uh, Mission Impossible? No, no, not that. We'd he, he have to cut this part out. But uh, I think it's funnier that you don't know it. It's fine, just move on. I'll flash it on the screen. Keep going. Perfect, thank you. That's funnier. <laughs> so I called Paul and I said, Paula. I really want to honor Spielberg. So, well, you know, he's he's making a lot of films right now. He's producing a lot of films. But the only way you're going to get this, even to him, consider it, you've got to go to his number one man. His number one man is a man named Marvin Levy. And Marvin's been with him for maybe more than 40 years. And Marty does, or Martin, does uh, PR, marketing, and everything. And he's a great advisor of Spielberg. And if he says do it, do it. So Paula sets up a meeting and I go out to Amblin or at Universal Studios and talk to Marty. And I put my suit and tie on and try to wow him and say, you know, I've always thought about he's too busy. And remember everybody always says no in the business, but he starts to listen. He says, well, uh, Stephen is doing two films and producing two more, and when do you want to do this? I said, I will do it whenever you want to do it. Normally we do these things at the end of the festival, so the end mid-November. Well, blah, 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 blah. I said, you tell me. I will arrange a tribute to Steven Spielberg when you tell me it can happen. I'll get back to you, but I think I like the idea. <laughs> so I left, and then I get it done. I don't know how much longer it took, a couple of weeks. He says, well, he could fit you in in the summertime. Would you ever consider doing a summer gala? 
something where we call these things. I said, absolutely. If he would come, well, we'll, we'll find a window for him to come. So then I get back to Paula. I said, Paula, it's going to happen. And she says, great. And she says, I have a wonderful idea. So then we start planning the evening. I said, OK, well, I want to make it really good for him. So let's get someone from each of his films, that, that, that meaning something meaningful. So we, we got, uh, we went to, I want Jaws. I'm going to start with Jaws. That's the big one. And we got a main actor from, from Jaws to show up. And then Shidman's List, let's find a Holocaust survivor. So I went to the Holocaust Museum here in Chicago. I said, I would love to have someone come that could talk to Stephen about the actual experience. So they took care of that. And then um, what about what about the dinosaurs? I thought, well, the expert on dinosaurs is at the University of Chicago, Paul Serino. Paul, Paul's a friend. Let's get him to come talk about the reality of Jurassic Park, which he did. And it was it was wonderful. And let's see, what else, what else do we have? Then we had videos from various people that couldn't make it. And we had one from Tom Cruise, who had just finished two films. They just say, I'm sorry, I can't be with you. And he was in Telluride at the time, or Aspen, wherever he has a, a compound. And he says, I wish I could be there, Stephen, for your tribute, but thank you. And each person would say, sorry, they can't be with you. So it was really cool. Then the, the event proceeds. And he's wild, and, and everybody's really, really really quite impressed by the work. And Stephen put his own his own reel of film clips together because he wouldn't allow anyone else to do it, which I understand. And it came time to give Stephen the award. And this is where, where we took, we really took a lot of time to figure out. This is Paula, the magic of Paula Wagner. It was set up in such a way that I was going to present the award. And I'd go to stage, and they always had the award, the statue looks like an Oscar, sitting under the podium. So I would just normally grab the statue and bring it up and blah, 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 read the speech. So in this setup, we couldn't find the statue, or so it appeared. And I, I'm sort of, I'd say, oh my god. Of course, the audience is like, huh? So you got 800 people sitting in this ballroom, black tie of it, and I can't find the statue. And then suddenly, from nowhere, comes Tom Cruise with the statue, saying, "Stephen, I think this is your award." And of course, that's the great photo and the great moment. And Stephen is absolutely blown out of the water. And he says, "What are you doing here? What is that?" And part of the purpose was not just to surprise him, which. I had to keep lying to Mark Levy that there would be no surprises at this event because he said from the very beginning, we'll do it, but I must know every single detail of this event so I kept lying. I'm not lying, just to avoid him telling him. In fact, my, even my office didn't even know. There wasn't a soul that knew what we were doing except Paula and myself. So I had to tell him what my staff member, I said, go to the airport, go to the private uh, jet will land, Someone will get off the jet. Bring that person to this event. I said, it would probably be Tom, Tom Hanks or someone like that. And the kids said, OK. So even he didn't know it was Tom Cruise. So part, part, of, the, part of the plan was Stephen was a little angry with, with 
with the town at this point. They finished two films, quite successful. War of the Worlds and Legal Eagle, I think it was called. I'll flash it in there again. Correct. <laughs> uh, actually, I read a prophetic film today when it's, it's all about identity, stealing identities. Uh, anyway, Tom was on Oprah, like a few, a, a month before jumping up and down and said, I'm in love with this girl, I'm going to marry her, I'm going to go crazy. And going into a Scientology routine, which upset Stephen that he was getting so crazy on TV. Here we just finished two films and now you're sort of embarrassing me a bit. So I thought, well, this could maybe help help the situation out, which it did. And it was a magical evening, and I must say the most difficult, most difficult trip it's putting together. And it, it came off really, really well. And then having the two guys afterward just talking to each other, um, How'd you get here, Tom? I just I just got that new plane. Oh, I have one of those. I, I bought that one too. You like that, Jeff? It's very funny. Anyway, it was a great moment, and it's it's all in the book. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. And uh, uh, okay. Of course, I wore I wore a black tie for you, but <laughs> Nor normally the award I'm a little embarrassed. Sorry, the award is supposed to be right here. Uh, anybody got the award? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think it's here somewhere. It's here somewhere. I said to, uh, <laughs> I couldn't let him be honored without me showing up. That's just an impossibility. <laughs> I can't believe you're here. <laughs> I love you, Stephen. The last time we were here, actually, was uh, we were promoting Minority Report. And, uh, the pizza. Yeah. We put on about 15 pounds. We planned it for about six months. We had Giordano's pizza. Yeah. The cheesecake. Right. And what was the, on TV? The, the candy, game? the base, the basketball game. The basketball game, was on game there. NFL finals. Yeah. But if, if you'll indulge me a minute just to say a few words about you before you speak. Uh, I'll Would go that back be all right? No, you can yeah. wait right oh, here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass you. I, right, right. I've told him this already. But I, listen, I know that, and in looking at his, his movies, I, uh, we all know Steven Spielberg's films. At least I, I, I know his films. They, they mark moments in my life. Uh, I remember Jaws, uh, where I was at a family picnic in Louisville, Kentucky, and I, it was opening day of this movie, and I went around from early morning to get everyone to agree to the fact that we must see this film. And uh, it was one of those moments I know that I'll never forget, and my family never forget, when the head came out of the boat, I, I jumped over about 10 people, and I was standing in the aisle. And, you know, of course, then, you know, with E.T., I, I remember uh, 
I remember it was playing, to see E.T. you had to go to a preview of Men in Plaid. And I went with, <laughs> I'll never forget this. And it was, this was in, in Paramus, New Jersey. And I went early and I bought about 15 tickets from my whole family. And I had, uh, one of my sisters was there to help me. And I ended up almost getting in a fist fight with a guy over the fact that, because my family hadn't shown up late. I sat through Men in Plaid and I said, show up at this time, we've gotta see E.T., Steven Spielberg's film, is this, must see this movie. And I literally almost got in a fist fight with this guy over these seats from me and my family. But of course, I ended up seeing that film about 10 times, as I'm sure everyone has. Um, I, I had the great pleasure of meeting Stephen, and uh, you took me to dinner when I was a, a young actor. Well, you were a child. <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> That's right. I was a, I was a child. And he said, uh, I remember you said, you know, we should, we should work together someday, but I, I don't think I ever ate any of my food. I just sat there kind of staring at him, thinking, I just can't believe that I'm actually here, that he's saying this. Um, and then I, I had the great privilege of, you know, no one knows this, but I, I, I've seen every one of his films many, many times. I actually study his films, and, I, and when I'm working with filmmakers or writers, I always reference Stephen's work, his editing, his storytelling, uh, which I think it's... I, 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 I think Stephen is the greatest filmmaker that we've ever had. He's without a doubt. And I really, I really felt that before I worked with him. And then when I had the opportunity to work with him uh, on Minority Report, uh, and I've, I've had the privilege of, I've coerced him and talked, I said, look, you know, let's, I'd like to run your movie with, you know, I want to see Saving Private Ryan. I watch films with him and I, so I can ask questions. Of course, for the first 15 or 20 minutes, I'm talking about this shot and that shot and frame rate and everything. After about 20 minutes, I just, I didn't say anything. The movie was over. I went, oh my God, I, I just got so engrossed in the film. I forgot all the questions that I, that I had wanted to ask him. <laughs> but I must say that when we work together, that as Sometimes I try to have reality on, on what, it's, what it's like, uh, and, and I try to communicate to people what it's like working with him. And I, it, it is very hard to articulate it, except to say that the, the level of creativity uh, is breathtaking, and it's staggering, and it is inspiring. Uh, to work with him on the set, I, I, we have fun, but I've just never seen anything like it in working with Stephen. Uh, and it's a great honor for me to have worked with him and to call him my friend. And uh, he's, a, he's a great man. He loves his family. He loves his wife. And uh, he, he loves his work, you know? And I love you, Stephen. Thank, thank, you. thank you. I can't believe you did that. Oh, man. Whoa. Well, <clears throat> and I thought there were no surprises left. Oh my goodness. I, I'm just amazed, I'm just amazed. Uh, I was told that Janusz Kaminski was going to come here and present me with the gold Hugo, and, uh, and then Janusz couldn't come because he said, he had the flu, and now I realize that uh, Tom t let all the air out of the tires of his airplane, and <laughs> Tom came instead. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I, 
you know, I had some prepared remarks, which I'm not even going to dip into my pocket for, because this has been an overwhelming evening for me. This is one of the most overwhelming evenings I've ever experienced, and and. and And, 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 and it happened in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago has been a very special place in my life. I live in Los Angeles, sometimes I live in New York. Occasionally I visit Chicago, but you are really the top of the triangle. I've. You know, Doug Greenberg, who is, who is the president of uh, our uh, Survivors of the Shoah Foundation, taught here, comes from here. Uh, this is where Quincy Jones brought Oprah Winfrey to my attention. <laughs> Susan Crown certainly is on my board and has been an amazing partner in the Shoah Foundation. Uh, the whole Crown family has. The Levy brothers, Larry Levy and I, were in the restaurant business together. And, uh, and what can I say? This is, this is uh, the Windy City, and the Windy City is, uh, it's not mussing my hair. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, let, me just, let me just say thank you so much, everybody who, Roy Scheider, thank you for the beautiful words you, you said. I could go on and on about my adventures with Roy and Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus on Jaws, but if I did that, um, they wouldn't speak to me again. <laughs> because uh, we were going crazy making that movie, we were losing our minds, and we had to do something, so all three of us became juvenile delinquents, <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, I, I want to thank uh, uh, Tom uh, Servino for uh, the wonderful things you, you expressed about what Jurassic Park did and how it inspired you. Thank you very much. Uh, all the work that you have done has really inspired me and got me interested. Well, of course, since I was a child, I've been interested in dinosaurs. And I've, I, as most of our kids, as you all know this, the first words our kids learn these days is things like Plidiosaurus and Dimetrodon and Brachiosaurus. I mean, these are the words that children are learning. And they've been learning those words uh, for many, many uh, 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 decades. So uh, you do great work and keep pulling those bones out of the ground and teach us something about our past. Thank you for that. Um, and Fritzi, you moved me to tears. Uh, uh, your experiences uh, with the Holocaust and all the great work you're doing here in Chicago to build a Holocaust museum in Chicago. I will be there for the opening of that museum in two years. I will be there for you. And, and, to, and, and to all of my friends who spoke, um, uh, those were great thunder effects you had in your... It was like War of the Worlds. No, no, you, did you add those later? Or did you, that, that really happened, right? Did you see it? And there was a rainbow. Could you believe the rainbow? <laughs> see, I thought he went to George Lucas at ILM and said, I want a rainbow and I want thunder when I'm talking. <laughs> but no, that really happened. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, uh, I swear I believe you. I believe you. 
But all of my friends who spoke, thank you very much for everybody who spoke. I, I want to give a special, I want to give a special get well greeting to Roger Ebert. Roger, um, and I don't usually say this about film critics, but uh, you are one film critic who inspires me to want to be better and better in my work. Thank you for all the inspiration that you've given me through your passionate and dynamic love and understanding of cinema and what makes movies tick. You are the cream of the crop, and I'm just really happy to know you, and I'm happy um, that I've known you for all these years, and thank you for, uh, for that, Roger. Um, and, and let me just say that it's really weird sitting out there watching all those film clips, because the one thing is I keep aging, then I get younger, then I get older, then I get younger, <laughs> and I got more hair, and I got no hair, and I got a little more hair, you know, and my beard is brown, then it's gray, then it's white. I mean, it's... It's very disconcerting to have a retrospective with a Life Achievement Award and have to look at yourself, you know, ping-ponging all over the uh, known universe, so thank you for that. And, and I also, also want to mention something, if I could be personal for, for a second, um, and, and that very simply is that, I'll let you just in on a little bit of an insight. Every clip they showed, which represented some of the movies that I've directed, in my lifetime, every movie I've made is a lifetime. And that's one of the great gifts of this industry and this business that some of us are in this room certainly have a lot to do with. And, and certainly from where I come from, it's all we ever talk about and dream about and uh, are passionate about. And that is that every movie is an entire lifetime. And every movie we make, we get to live a lifetime from beginning to end of a life. The, the birth of a project, of an idea that comes often out of a clear blue sky like a lightning bolt with nothing to generate it, and you suddenly wake up with an idea and you reach over to write it down, and, and, and you know, God willing, a year later, there's something for everybody to see and to witness and to, and, and to have it affect you in some way, for better, for worse, whether it, you know, it, it divides your feelings, whether it speaks to you directly from nothing to something that is all about you, that we do because you need to respond and it's all for you. Yes, it's for us as artists, but, it's, but art goes to you and you're the final arbitrator, arbitrators of, of, of that art. And, and I just find it remarkable when I watch my film clips or film clips of other great filmmakers uh, that I really have admired, like David Lean and Francois Truffaut and John Ford and Akira Kurosawa and Frank Capper and, and, and Howard, I could, I could go on and on, but I see their movies and I wonder, did they have a complete life? Did they work on a film for six months and did they give birth to it? And then did they die a little bit when the film wrapped and everybody went home and the film was finally adopted by audiences? Because that's really what it feels like to me. And that's why I feel very grateful that I'm in a business where I can live so many lives, eclectic lives, and yet come home to my wife and my seven children and enjoy my one single most important life. And with that, I thank you for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.